The Way to You, podcast 425. Are you enough? When I ask that question, I'm pinpointing a very, very common feeling a lot of people have that they're not enough, that somehow there should be more, and that they're inadequate in some way. Um, and it's such a common problem that one does have to wonder at what's behind it. We're very quick to judge each other. We're very quick to judge ourselves. And this is one of the most scathing judgments that we pass on ourselves, that somehow we're not enough. It comes down to, in part, confidence to a large degree that we sort of expect very high standards from ourselves and therefore we judge ourselves according to these high standards and somehow fall short and one does have to look at our ways of judging. Now, there are more specific forms of this, like I'm not beautiful enough, I'm not intelligent enough, I'm not rich enough, I'm not clever enough, I'm not talented enough, um, I don't know enough, I can't keep on track enough. Um, and some of these thoughts are implanted from a very early age with people, you know, going back to school days, early school days, later school days, parental upbringing. And obviously what parents talk about to us when we're kids is very, very influential. Um, and parents should actually be very aware of that of the damage they can do by not actually giving their children enough love, attention, and telling them they're, they're enough, and ensuring that the child is reminded that they're enough. Um, and you'd be surprised that, you know, the sorts of people that this sort of feeling of not being enough afflicts, and it can be, um, you know, quite accomplished people is still striving for more um, one of the things is that we expect ourselves to be perfect and in expecting ourselves to be perfect we miss the point we're not God we're not some idealized creation we're human we're good and bad we have strengths and weaknesses, some things we're just not very good at, but it doesn't mean to say that the overall package that consists of us, that comprises us, is not enough. And if we see that perfection isn't necessarily a standard to try and reach for, then we can see that actually we're fine as we are, we are enough. Which doesn't mean to say that you shouldn't try to be happier, that you shouldn't try to make more out of yourself. But if you start off with um, 
yourself as somehow being inadequate, then it's quite hard to make up the def deficit. Whereas if you have a starting point where you are adequate, but you still want to make the best of yourself, have a better life, improve certain areas of your life and become more, that's that's fine. But it's, it, it's quite an important starting point to tell yourself that you are enough. That, and there are a number of people who try and get this across in various ways. And actually, if you look at yourself from certain angles, you probably find that you'd agree that you were enough because the sum totality of yourself adds up to quite a lot. And even if there are things you don't think that you've done well, it may be that in the cold light of day that when you, when you think about it, maybe these things aren't quite as important as you might have thought. Now, I've always had an interest in the human mind, human psychology, hence my interest in personal development. So I'm well on this path of actually wanting to be the best expression of myself, make the most out of my life. Now, like pretty much everybody else, my life hasn't always been smooth sailing and it's had some quite big hiatuses and downs, um, things I've had to overcome um, and you know like pretty much everybody else it's sort of I have been sort of damaged goods if you like or just somebody who's you know lived a lived a life and has known pain as well as pleasure um, and stuff that happened you know a long time ago was quite influential in my life, you know, mental problems. Um, and just sort of stopping functioning for over a period of time, you know, after trying to push it a lot, trying to trying to do more in a shorter period of time and just finding that I couldn't quite make it through to the other side. You know, I was putting too much strain on myself, that and various things happening in my life over which I had very little control. But my responses weren't quite up to it. And so it took me a while to get back to living a reasonably easy life. But the point is that as you get older, you start to see things more and more. You know, things that were quite novel when you were young become much better known as you get older and it's possible just to sort of adopt a more detached standpoint and say, yeah, I know, I know what this is about. You know, I'll come out the other side. You know, I have to go through it a bit, but it's not that drastic. And, you know, that's sort of one of the beauties of getting older, if you like, that the experience very often just helps you through. Now that's not the only story because there are novel experiences coming along. But whatever happens, whether it's good or bad, you do have to remember that you are enough and that you can take whatever it is that it's not actually going to break you. It may be tough. You may have to seek help from other people, but 
somehow you can you can make it through you, you know you are enough to make it through now my interest in the mind in psychology and philosophy and things like personal development has led me to sort of being reasonably experimental with myself I think sort of when I was younger I regarded myself as a laboratory of human experience which is sort of interesting standpoint that was very natural um, so I've always actually investigated things if you like I'm an explorer um, and an investigator like I've done a certain amount of physical exploring going out there you know exploring around the places where I've gone and visited but also inner exploration inner traveling and trying out new things on you know who I am I mean I engaged in quite a lot of personal self-hypnosis uh, I've never been shy of trying different self-hypnosis tracks well, I've done a bit of NLP as well uh, and a lot of brainwave entrainment technology, which I find fascinating. Um, some of which is quite effective, some of which less effective, um, but always compelling. And, you know, geared towards certain, certain improvements or maximizations of um, who I am. And I don't, I can't, I don't know how it is for a lot of other people. I mean, I, I have mentioned to one or two people, I know that I'm quite into things like hypnosis and BWET, which is brainwave entrainment technology, and they sort of just give me a blank look, you know, like, what are you from another planet? So, you know, you don't want to be too public about this sort of thing, although these things are very readily available and they can be got hold of quite easily. Um, I mean, hell, I've been doing this thing called Holosync for 10 years. And I spend a lot of time just listening to that, you know, once a day. And this is sort of, sort of substitute for meditation or what passes for meditation for a lot of people. I mean, this is supposed to create meditative states uh, seven or eight times the strength of ordinary meditation so it's supposed to get you to certain positions in your mind and I've done an awful lot of that and I could, for 10 years and I can swear to God if I just had to do ordinary meditation for any length of time starting where I started I'd have got six weeks in and then just thrown up my hands in horror and just thought oh, this is hopeless which isn't to say that ordinary meditation doesn't have a place, it does. And quite a lot of my work I've sort of based on a, a quite a simple meditation technique which I got off Andy Shaw, which is called No Mind, which is a very useful tool in um, stopping your mind crowding in, just you know, stop your thoughts get into your deeper self, become aware of your breathing and 
your feelings and stuff and just shut the monkey off because the monkey on your back the the constant voice in your ear i mean that's that's the same thing that's always telling you that you're not enough that's that's the part of one that screams inadequacy at you um, you know, it's always got something to say. And sure, we do compare ourselves to others or an awful lot, and it's <coughs> quite hard to not compare ourselves. But getting to a point where you realise that you are quite enough as you are, and you may not, you know, you're not perfect, you don't have to be perfect, but realising that you're quite enough, it, it's an achievement in itself, and it's worth fostering. If you get there, I mean, just to give oneself a bit of a break from the way the mind often is, you know, chirping in one's, um, I hesitate to say ear because it's not a very physical thing, it's just an inner voice. Um, and we all have them, the mind, which comes up with sort of two-thirds negative thoughts about ourselves most of the time if we haven't gained control over it and just sort of doing this no mind techniques is the beginning of getting control over your head where you can you can escape your ego your nutter that's always trying to drag you down and so when you have those periods of stillness it's possible to see that yeah, you're quite enough, really. Even if you haven't come up to somebody's ideals, you haven't fulfilled somebody else's destiny for you. I mean, a destiny I didn't fulfill when I was younger was to go and become a, a professional. You know, I gave up studying law at a certain age and sort of branched out into other things. And, you know, it's sort of... Yeah, I can I can see the people who told me what I was doing was wrong and sort of still judging. Yeah, you know, they're still right, probably. Um, and I could have had a really boring life being a lawyer, which, you know, for me, seemed to be the way that it would have been. Um, but you don't want to judge yourself by other people's standards. Um you don't want to be constantly at the beck and call of other people's opinions because sometimes they're very wrong-headed. And the sooner you can actually know yourself and tune into the people who are positive in your favour and listen to those voices, the ones of encouragement, the ones that show love and compassion for you, then the better off you are. And this may be obvious, but not everybody does it. You know, toxic people can be a real drain on one's life and always listening to criticism of oneself. Well, it makes the inner nutter go completely wild because it says, ah, they're right. I am that bad. And getting away from that sort of thing, it's pretty important, you know, and you have to know what toxic looks like. It doesn't, you know, if somebody who's known you for a long time and has your best interests at heart is actually giving you constructive criticism then that's not being toxic that's something else and they want probably want the best for you but toxicity is just people who have you know mess in their heads that 
ritually take it to you that try and make you feel small the whole time. And I have met people like that and they're very unpleasant, but you know, if you can get away from them, it's a, it's a rewarding path ahead. Um, but the, the point of this particular podcast is always to talk about being enough, being adequate and knowing that you're enough because it seems to me that that's at the root of many things and having the confidence to know that you're enough, you know, and actually if you can just turn off the, the internal dialogue, the, the inner nutter, then you can realise that away from negative thinking you are enough and uh, that's all you need to know. Anyway, that's what I've got for you today. Thank you for listening and I look forward to catching you on another call. And if you want a free product, there's a link below. Um, that's a free weight loss product, um, which you're always welcome to go and grab. And as I say, hopefully catch you on another call. Thank you for listening.